Dave, could you get the lights, please? Absolutely. I need to be in Make the... Make them brighter. <laughs> no, no. Turn them down. Ah, there we go. So just a bunch of glowing blue and red in the room here and uh, dark otherwise. I've got a ghost story to tell you guys that happened back in 1990. There it is. So I was living in this uh, apartment, which was in a uh, fourplex in St. Boniface, Dismurins, 441 Dismurins, owned by a very good guy I'm still friends with. His name is Al. I had my son over, who at the time was five years old, turning six, and uh, this was the first time he'd been there. It was a relatively new place for me. So I took him home on the Monday morning for school. And the next morning I woke up, exactly 3.17 a.m. Something had stroked the side of my face. And it scared me enough that I woke up and went, <gasps> Ooh, that was pretty alarming. I turned the light on. In the corner of the bedroom were my clothes all swirled up like you would find at the bottom of a washing machine with my son's teddy bear sitting on top of them. <laughs> I didn't leave it like that. That's, that's something that happened after I went to bed and fell asleep. I woke up and saw that. Did not go back to sleep until it became lighter. <laughs> and I thought, this place, is, this place is completely haunted. I can't even believe it. Did you put the teddy bear outside? You know what? You're interrupting, you you're interrupting the mood, Jeff Ron. <laughs> I've only got seven minutes left here. This is a long story. Okay. At any rate, uh, I got up and I went to work and I told my friends that story and they went, you're out of your mind. It's crazy. Somebody's playing a joke on you. That night I got home from work and my apartment had been vandalized. Somebody had broken in and ripped up the cushions on my couch, had destroyed all the photos in the living room, only in the living room. And uh, there was foam from the pillows everywhere. There, were, All of the furniture was pulled out from the wall, exactly one foot. The chair, the couch, the tables, exactly one foot. I thought, this is crazy. Somebody's doing this to me, some crazy ex-girlfriend or something. So I went and knocked on the neighbor upstairs, his door. Randy, come here and look at this. Why, what's going on, man? He was a bit of a stoner. <laughs> I said, look at this. Like somebody came into my apartment and did this. Oh, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. What do you think it is? Like a crazy ex-girlfriend? I said, no, I think it's something else. There was no sign of forced entry in my door whatsoever. What do you mean, like a ghost? I said, yeah, kind of like a ghost. Oh, man, that's crazy. And I said, Why? And he says, because I had this weird thing happen to me last night where I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked in my closet and the light was on. And then I went back to bed. And before I fell asleep, I realized there's no light in that closet. <laughs> there's no light in that closet, man. Like no outlet, no cord, no nothing. I said, and there was a light on? Yeah, there was a light on. I said, okay, this is crazy. Next day I get up. Everything has been moved around in the apartment. Knives, forks, fridge door wide open. Groceries spilled out on the floor. A light bulb burst in my bathroom as I was having a shower. Have you ever seen a light bulb just shatter? For no good reason? 
darkness in the bathroom. No light, no window coming in. So, of course, I've got to maneuver the broken shards of glass on the floor of the bathroom. And I thought, this is enough. This is absolutely enough. And so we found a psychic in the phone book, and we called her up. She came over that very day, that night. And she uh, walked into the kitchen, and she stood in this one spot, and her hair, I'm not even kidding you, stood up straight. Almost like she had stuck her finger in a, in a socket. She goes, oh my God, there's something terrible in here. There's something absolutely terrible in here. You have to leave. You have to leave now. I said, okay, this is a little overly dramatic. How are you doing this with your hair, by the way? I can't move. I can't move. I can't move is what the psychic said. And then finally, lights go out. She's able to move. She goes running into the bedroom and starts trying to rip up the carpet. Underneath the carpet, she figured, was a pentagram. She had visions of witches. She had visions of sacrifices. And then she left. But she said, get out of here. It wants you, but it wants your son more. Never bring him back here again. And if you are going to stay here, as I understand you, I have to have a couple of days to get your stuff in order. Make sure you burn a white candle. I burned a white candle. I got out of there. But before I left, I said, Randy, do me a favor. Can you go into my apartment tonight and spend the night and see if anything happens to you just to make sure that I'm not crazy? Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. I'll do that for sure. And so I got a phone call at my parents' place later on that night from Randy. I'm not going in there, man. I'm not going in there. I said, why not? He said, because just as I was about to put the key in the door, something from the other side knocked three times. And there was nothing in there, man. Nothing in there. Nothing alive anyway. I did some research into the place later on. There were, in fact, rumors of witches and sacrifices having taken place in that particular part of the city in the 1950s. The owner of the place had it exercised by a priest. And they found a little totem, a little symbol, a little figurine that could have been directly related to the devil. The psychic said that it was either a playful spirit that wanted to just play with your son or it was something masquerading as a playful spirit that wanted far more from you than that. I got the hell out, and I never went back. I've driven past it every now and again, and every time I do, it still sends a chill down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> 